Hi, everybody. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's topic, how to argue effectively. Would you want to have a conversation with a wild, drunk person? No, it's not going to be productive. It might be funny, but it's not going to be productive. So why do we do that? Why do we try and have conversations when we're already heated? We're setting ourselves up for because failure. Because I think our ego takes over and it's like, you, you, you need to realize that I'm right. right? You're exactly. Wrong. That's it. Yes. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. When I told a friend I was doing this podcast on how to fight healthy, she said, that doesn't make sense because if you're fighting, that's not healthy, which I kind of disagree with. Um, But I can see why she would think that. It's not true. We all argue all the time with our partners, or not all the time, at some point, right? We have disagreements, and it's a natural part of life. Not only is it natural, it gives us a chance to learn something about each other. We get in trouble when we fight dirty, though, and that's what I want to talk about. When we project, when we put each other down or invalidate them, which is really common, not just with our partners, um, with anybody. And since disagreements are a part of life... um, Oh, this is a good one. I can't wait to talk our, to our guest here. Um, my husband of 21 months, so we're not quite at two years, and I had a really good one a few months ago. We had picked up barbecue takeout, and after dinner, I'm like OCD cleaning, organizing, right? I started to clean up. When he grabbed the styrofoam lid I had torn off from this container that chicken was in, he raised his voice and said, where is this lid? Did you tear this off? And I'm not being dramatic, okay? <laughs> His tone was accusatory. Hi, honey. Um, it triggered me. Um, it's my number one trigger. When somebody tells me or admonishes me, tells me that I'm doing something wrong, really triggers me. I blinked and I didn't even think twice about my reaction. I didn't do any work. I didn't go into myself. I didn't think about it. I just literally was triggered. And I struck back, stood up, got in his face with my own defensive tone. And I said, yes, I tore it off. And I threw it up because I'm putting away leftover food. And he he got really mad. And he said, why do you always do that? You always throw stuff away. Why would you throw away away the containers? So I already answered the question. And then he said, you always do that, which is actually true. I throw stuff away all the time. I'm working on it, but it's like a purging OCD thing. Anyway, but I was so mad. I was so mad. I felt attacked and judged and condemned. And I was sick of always, you know, going with the flow. Like that day, I was just going with the flow with everything. I was triggered with certain things. I was like, go with the flow, be relaxed. And, you know, things were bothering me. I wasn't opening up my mouth. So I exploded anyway. So organizing is my gift, I feel. And I was like, how can't he see how great I am? And what a great organizer. I'm thinking about the health of our family. We don't want to eat styrofoam. So anyway, I was defensively explaining how I felt about leftovers and tin and styrofoam. (laughs) And I could just tell I was like doing a really bad job. And I hate the feeling of somebody being mad at me, including myself. So 15 minutes later, I initiated another conversation in an attempt to validate and hear him and get him to validate and hear me. And it ended with me validating him, I think. Um, I don't think I was validated. That's pretty common. Anyway, and us, whatever, kissing, hugging, it's over. Bye, bye, bye. Do we do it right? No. Hell no. Do we do we do it like a lot of couples? Probably, I guess. I mean, that was like one of our worst fights, and it was over styrofoam. <laughs> but really, it was more than that, you know. Of course, we know the fight's never about what it is. So in today's podcast, uh, we're going to find out the best way to deal with your initial trigger, how to express it healthy in a healthy way to your partner, and how to hear the other person. This isn't about agreeing with the other person. I don't want my husband to be like me. 
Two of me would be too much. Two of him would be too much. It's about acknowledging your views and your partner's views. So our guest today is Dr. Victoria Raymond. She's a marriage and family therapist in Miami. Actually, you're out of Boca. I'm in both. I'm virtual, so I'm wherever you want me to be. Okay. Yeah. She's wherever you want her to be. <laughs> She's also a clinical sexologist and a certified life coach. She's everything. Helping couples overcome issues and get stronger and have more connectiveness, which this is why you are our girl. Thank you so much for being here, Victoria. Thank you for having me. So what do you see in your practice as the number one cause of arguments? Like oh. I just told you a typical story. <clears throat> I loved your story. That is a typical argument that <laughs> couples have all the time. It's something that triggers you, right? So something that you're not thinking about, um, that maybe you've been, maybe you've kind of been holding on to it all day or all month or for 21 months or whatever, however long <laughs> it is. And it just comes out in a way that you don't mean it to or that your, your husband didn't necessarily mean it to. Um, I think those stupid arguments, the arguments about laundry, about styrofoam containers, those are the ones that give you the opportunity to make up, which actually sounds like you guys did a pretty good job of. Yeah, I mean, I guess I felt, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I always make us make up because I always want to clear, clean. I don't want, you know, this is our second go around. So I really work hard at communicating and he usually follows. So thank God. That's why it works well. Yeah. So you say the number one cause of arguments is? Things just being bottled up and not talked about, I oh, think, okay. is the biggest one. Big issues, small issues, like, hey, why are you always cleaning up after me? Or bigger things, like, why are we not having sex? Or why are we not spending time together? Or whatever it may be. So it's something, usually, I think it's things that just haven't been brought up in a while. And I think the other thing, too, is some topics that come up often in session are <laughs> finances, mm. sex, and in-laws, I would say, are a big one. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've read. Finances, money, yep. sex, and in-laws. What yep. Money, why are you spending so much? Sex, why aren't we having sex? Or Yeah, I mean, money, sometimes couples, again, don't have the conversation beforehand. So it's a lot of one person likes to save, the other person doesn't. One person is handling all of the finances and then feeling a ton of responsibility or feeling like the other person's not appreciating them or people just aren't having these conversations about what money means to you in the first place and how we should best use it. So that comes up quite a lot. And then sex, yeah, of course. We're not having enough sex. We're not having the right kind of sex. We're having... You want too much sex you only want me for sex it comes up like that and in-laws just that's opening a whole can of worms they're here too much your mother's back again why do they call so much yeah so it sounds like really what you're saying is communication i think communication is the key to pretty much every relationship issue okay so what does arguing do in, to a relationship what is your view on I say fighting. I really don't like that word. You know, we're having a fight, but I, I guess that's me trying to sugarcoat it. But no, it, fighting sounds kind of like physical, and hopefully yeah, it, it never mean. gets there. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Has a negative connotation. Um, arguing, debating, whatever. What does it do to a relationship? Like, what purpose is it? Yeah, I think I think it just is two people who are trying to negotiate how to live in a healthy way together. It's the most natural thing. It's funny what you said that your friend was saying, like you shouldn't be fighting in a healthy relationship. You absolutely will be because we all are completely different people. So we come from different worlds, different families, different cultures. So of course we're going to communicate differently. We're going to live our lives differently. Our expectations are almost always different and we don't usually talk about them. So 
when it comes down to it, I think it's really just trying to find a way to live in a happy state that everybody feels accepted and loved. And when you don't feel accepted and loved, then you start to bring things up. Like, why are you on me about my styrofoam OCD cleaning, whatever it may be. So I, I think that arguments can serve a really good purpose if you come back together afterwards and like rehash and kind of dissect. What did you mean by this? How did you feel about this? And how can we come together so that we both can feel good? I think that's the key. If you're arguing with the person that you actually want to be with, then you're arguing not to be right. You're arguing to find a way that we both feel good. I'm so glad you brought that up about being right. There's this beautiful book that I try to live by, but don't always do a good job called A Course in Miracles. And one of the quotes in there says, when when you're arguing or when you're having a disagreement, you ask yourself, or when you're triggered, really, when you're not happy, you ask yourself, do I want to be right or do I want to be peaceful? Yep. So... Do you think that let's dissect an argument? Okay. An argument I want to dissect an argument that is uh destructive and an argument that is not destructive. So give me an example of a destructive argument. Oh, a destructive argument. Okay, it would be name calling, would be in a bad state of mind. So when I say that I mean okay, in your in your case you were trying to just let it go all day, like you were trying to be zen, you're trying to be in the moment, we all do that. And so by the time you finally exploded at the end of the day, you probably weren't your best self, I would say. Like mm-hmm. things had been bothering you all day. Maybe this is not your example, but it's for true. a lot. Okay. <laughs> we were in the car all day. And when I'm with him in the car all day, I just, I try to be calm and whatever. He's yelling at everybody. And I'd lie to myself. It's not bothering me. It's not bothering me. It's bothering <laughs> it's me. It's driving you crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. When you're trying so hard all day to just like suppress and feel good, and then you're not being true to yourself about how you're actually feeling. So I think, firstly, I I say this to clients all the time. Think about yourself when you're angry or when you've been doing that all day, suppressing. Are you your best self? Absolutely not. Are you kind of a little bit of a monster? Yes, you are. Would you want to have a conversation with somebody who's angry? No, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Would you, in the same way, and I always say this to couples too, if you are in that agitated state or if the argument gets worse and worse and worse and you're getting more and more elevated and your partner's getting elevated, you're basically like two wild people. Right. Would you want to have a conversation with a wild drunk person? No, it's not going to be productive. It might be funny, but it's not going to be productive. So why do we do that? Why do we try and have conversations when we're already heated? We're setting ourselves up. For because failure. I think our ego takes over and it's like, you you, you need to realize that I'm right. right. You're exactly. Wrong. <laughs> That's it. Yep. So it's more about in that moment. So if we like scale it back, right? What's the big picture? Exactly what you're saying. Do I want to be right or do I want a happy relationship? Mm-hmm. Happy relationship is going to require compromise. You may be completely right and your partner might be completely wrong. But in that moment, it doesn't really matter because if he's already angry with you, he's not going to see your point anyway because he's already elevated. So until we bring ourselves down to a calmer state, you're not having any kind of productive conversation at all. So I think the most destructive arguments happen when couples are already elevated, whether it's from the day or just the arguments getting worse and worse and worse. And that is one of the biggest pointers that I give couples is when you start to notice that you're getting agitated, the conversation needs to be over. 
over or can we just revisit this later? Because yeah, I really need to be heard. <laughs> yeah, no, revisit. So when I say over, there's this concept of timeouts that we use in therapy all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a few rules that go along with it. So imagine you're in this blot argument about styrofoam. And the first step is you start to think about how am I actually feeling right now? So scale of one to 10, if past a six, 10 is angry, one is fine. If past a six, I'm too bitchy to have a conversation with, then I need to be responsible for keeping myself under a six or recognizing when I'm getting to that six level on the anger scale that I need to take a step back. So I tell couples this all the time. If you are in the middle of an argument and it's not going well, you're both feeling attacked, no one's feeling heard, no one's feeling validated. To continue it is just silly because you're not going to be productive. So take your own temperature check. How bitchy am I? How mean am I being right now? How aggressive am I? If it's over a certain threshold, it makes more sense for you to just say time out. Say the word time out. Pick a word, whatever. A lot of clients say pineapple or something completely out there. Stops the argument, and then there's some rules associated with it. So the biggest one is that you set a time limit beforehand. So then if you and I are going to, we know we're about to get into an argument at some point in our relationship, then we would say, how long does it take you to bring yourself back down on that scale? You talk about this before you have an argument. Yes. Oh, you talk about this like early on. Here are the rules. Yes. So how long do you, would you say it takes you to calm yourself down? Oh, I'm pretty quick. I say 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. Oh, okay. That's, that's really quick. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I I don't hold on to stuff. That's great. Okay. So I would say if that's, say you're 10 minutes and he's probably 30. I was going to say, okay. So if he's 30, we're going to say 45 minutes because then we're going to give ourselves plenty of time. Right? So before any argument even happens, you say, we're going to have time out. We're going to say the word pineapple. And when we say the word pineapple, that means we're going to leave for 45 minutes. I'm going to sit on the balcony. You're going to go to the gym. I'm going to take a shower, whatever I have to do to calm down. Not to think about how I'm going to prove myself to be right, because it's not working. You're already doing that. I'm going to just bring myself back down to a baseline. And I'm going to think about what is the point that I'm actually really trying to make and what is important in this conversation? What do I really need my partner to hear right now? I needed to hear, and I, I just use myself, guys. I hope you know you can relate because that's why I give myself as an example. Um, I really wanted to hear, I really wanted to be seen as doing something good for the family. Yep. You wanted to be appreciated for what you already do for the family. And I I, I would have to ask him, I don't know. He probably feels, I don't know, we'd have to ask, but I'm sure he had his own mindset. Oh, he was thinking the styrofoam is going to be less heavy on the the shelves. So maybe Uh, he wanted to be appreciated for his, the way he does. Maybe he was looking for you to acknowledge like, oh, he keeps the refrigerator nice and neat or something like that. It's usually about something that we want our partner to just see about us. I think that's ultimately it. We want our partners and our friends and our family to see us, accept us, and love us. Flaws and all. That's a great tip. So number one, talk ahead of time um, about the timeout and the time check. Yeah. Have this rule about how long does it take you to cool off, how long does it take me to cool off, and have have a code word for that. Have a code word, add on 15 minutes just in case, and then you come back to the table. So if you got into an argument sitting on the couch... Mm You're going to get up 45 minutes. You're going to say whatever your code word is. Set a timer on your phone for 45 minutes. I'll be back here in 45 minutes. You come back together, same space, and you try the conversation again from a calm space. And guess what? If you get heated again, we're going to go right back to the timeout again. And you're going to do it. And this might take all day long, but at some point you calm down. 
But you each have to agree on that. You have to agree on it beforehand. Yep. And what if you come back and let's say um, the other person is good about, you know, listening, validating, and you're, you're, you're just, you're triggered and you're, you're proving, you're trying to prove your point again. That doesn't help. It's not going to help. So in that case, right, either either you can check yourself or your partner can check you if you have that kind of relationship. you Again, you have to ask yourself, what am I really trying to get out of this? If you just want to be right and you just want your partner to say, yes, dear, you're right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You're perfect. That's it. Then do you really want to have a healthy relationship? That's a good question, I think. That is a good question. Hmm. What if only one partner wants a healthy relationship? Have you seen that in your office? Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And then what usually happens is that one person ends up going to therapy by themselves Mm because the other person's just not into it anymore. And what I usually say is then you need to be the person that you want the other person to be in your relationship. So model all of the positive behavior. So if you want to learn to de-escalate and learn to not be so emotionally reactive and you really want to take your time to communicate things and communicate effectively, then let's work on you doing that. And then all that's going to happen is you're going to have this very one-sided conversation and your partner at some point, I believe, is going to notice that, oh, wow, she's doing things kind of differently and now I look like the asshole and maybe I need to change my ways too. And I but have you that. seen that? Have you, you seen that? Have you also seen where that person who's doing all the work reaches a point where like, I'm doing all the work? I'm- yep. Yep. And then they put it out there for their partner. I'm doing all of this work. You're not meeting me halfway either. We find some way for you to meet me halfway or we probably can't function together anymore. Beautiful. How can this strategy you were just talking about, which I'm going to repeat again for those of you listening while you're running or walking in the car. Um, how can these strategies, there's really three great um, steps you mentioned. How can that be helpful in a relationship how can can that be bonding at all can it be connecting oh absolutely i think if you are sitting down in a comfortable spot with your partner and you're saying to them hey i don't want to fight with you i just want you to hear me please just listen to me and you are able to effectively communicate hey it makes me feel really sad when you don't acknowledge that I clean so much and I do so much for this family and I really just want you to acknowledge that and your partner instead of listening to to argue is actually listening to hear you because that's another big part of it I think when we talk very often we're listening to think about what we can say back instead of listening just to listen yeah so if your partner is listening actively listening just to listen And he says back to you, well, Lynn, you know, I really appreciate that you, I love your OCD. I love that you're so clean. I love that you keep this place spotless. You feel so good. Your partner feels good for making you feel good. You absolutely can have a bonding moment. What what, Do you see couples where they, um, I mean, I think it's really destructive, for example, eye rolling. Um, Even though it seems like it's innocent, it's it's contempt. It's whatever with Mm -hmm. you. Dismissive. Yeah, dismissive, I guess. Like. Um, do you see couples who are, are trying to do these strategies and, and effective arguing, yet one or both parties, um, you know, what you just mentioned was a really healthy way to listen to somebody and yeah. validate. Do you see couples who don't validate yes. and who eye, eye roll and invalidate? Oh my gosh, yes, all the time. I mean, I'm guilty of this too, right? Mm, my husband will talk to me sometimes and I'm like, oh God, what is he saying? I'm trying to watch this show. That's not right. Yeah, of course, we are human, so no one is perfect, but it happens all the time. I think. Watch your face. 
yeah, apart, watch your body language, watch your tone, watch the words that we're using. We're also guilty of using always and never. So if we're fighting about oh, something, yeah, all the time, <laughs> all, always, I always do that. If you're fighting with someone, mm-hmm. it's like, and you say always, that person is going to pick out that always and try and prove you wrong. No, I don't always do that. You're wrong. Depends. It's an attacky word. Right. Yeah, I'm so guilty of that. And then there goes the argument. It just completely makes a turn because right. now we're arguing over whether I always do something or not. Right. So choose your words. Choose I think that's just a very, it's the temperature thing. Yeah. Because what you're talking about is self-awareness. You're asking us to be aware. You, you talk about temperature check, but I'm pretty good at masking my heat so I can come off as, oh, I'm calm and <laughs> I'm zen and I know that I'm a communicator. I know what words yeah. to use, but I'm really just fooling myself because I've got contempt. I'm eye-rolling behind the back. You're already locked and loaded to have an argument. Right, yeah. because I'm right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, um, did you have anything you wanted to bring up? Because I'm going I'm to go over the tips. Um, I think it. just those, you know, you brought it up. I think um, listening actively, clearly expressing what it is that you want to say. So if there is something major that you want to talk about with your partner, don't pick in the middle of the football game that they're watching to do that, right? Like sit down with them over dinner, have a glass of wine, something and say, I really want to talk to you about this is now a good time, not whether in the middle of working or something. So it's that picking your time. And then really thinking about what is it that I want to say to you. I say this to, to couples too. Yes. You wouldn't go to work and talk to your boss without having thought about what you wanted to say. So why are we doing that to our partners? Sit down for five minutes before you talk to them about a major issue and get your thoughts gathered. Think about what is it that I really want out of this? Okay. And then, yeah, watch your eye rolls. I think women, and I'm just generalizing, are are guilty more than anything of picking the wrong time. I know I am work I have worked so hard on doing exactly what you just said because I guess I have anxiety and I hate this any kind of tension, uh, what I feel is tension. It's something that's not fixed, right? Yeah. I want everybody to be happy. So we need to talk about it right now. Yeah. And so early on my husband said, I just want to tell you, you know, we're not gonna talk late at night. But I've broken that rule twice. <laughs> I'm like, we need to talk, we need to fix this. And I guess it's because yeah, it's it's an anxiety thing. So I've trained myself calm down it's not the end of the world he'll even say that it's not it's yeah. you know we're still together everything's still fine we don't need to fix this right now so it's helped you know for women out there listening you're going to be okay calm down think about what you want to say just what victoria is saying and pick a good time where you have the other person's attention and you're both not heated yeah but that reassurance piece is major because it sounds like your husband obviously does a great job of saying, okay, so we have a disagreement. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the relationship. Right. We'll be fine. Go to sleep. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Right. So if you can't reassure yourself sometimes, because yeah, we all have that anxiety, like, oh no, if we don't fix this, what's right. going to happen? Yeah. So that's a, a big one. So let's go over uh, Victoria's three steps to healthy arguing. Uh, number one, I love this. Oh my God, we're going to do this. I was just thinking when you were talking, I was like, oh my God, uh, so when he gets home, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> and I was like, calm down, Lynn. But it's a great, great tip. Um, talk ahead of time before you argue about the rules. Take uh, Talk about this timeout. Well, I like the word pineapple, but come up with a code word, she says, uh, beforehand on when you guys need a break. So you can do a temperature check and you can take time out. So ask each other, how long does it take you to bring your temperature down? How long does it take me at 15 minutes? You said, number two, come back to the argument, cite the scene of the crime, the same space, 
when you guys are calm and ask yourself three, what do I want to convey? What message do I want to say? Not I want to be right. And I would also like to throw in there, it's so wonderful and healthy and helpful to validate each other. Can you just talk about that quickly? Like what, you know, my husband, he's like, oh, validation. Like he eye rolls whenever I say that word. Maybe it's too much of a therapy word, yes. but it's really just acknowledging the other person. Like I can see how you really like styrofoam <laughs> I can see how you know you think you're doing a good job like yeah. tell us what validation looks like so it is exactly what you're saying right and my husband also jokes about it he's like oh with the psychology stuff oh god but yeah you are looking at the person you're listening to what they're saying and you're reflecting it back right so a good one and I use this in therapy a lot is what I heard you say was blah whatever you just said so what I heard you say is that you really love styrofoam containers (laughs) and so you would say yes that is what I said thank you for understanding me and hearing me but that really is it's paraphrasing it's reflecting back again it's listening to listen and understand instead of to argue so if I'm validating you I'm saying like I hear you you feel like you do a lot for this family and so it is important for you to feel acknowledged for all of your efforts that's really validating it's taking what you said it's reading into it a little bit and it's understanding why is she saying this to me oh because she wants me to understand that this is important we're gonna add that number four number one time out number two come back to the scene of the crime i say crime come back to the same space three uh ask yourself what i want to convey and four reflect each other validate what i heard you say is without an attitude with no attitude and no eye rolls open heart listening connecting Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank You're amazing. You. Oh. Oh, I can't wait. My husband gets home. We're going to go with these. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. If you want to reach Victoria, you can catch her at virtualcounselinggroup.com. You can also DM her and find her on our Instagram, Dr. Victoria Raymond. That's R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. You are awesome. Thank you. Happy, healthy, arguing everybody and connecting. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So Tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.